episode. Today, me, Mike, and Sebastian talk about travel stories, martial arts, and several other subjects. So if that sounds like the type of degeneracy you would enjoy, sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Wasted Youth Podcast. Mm-hmm. We've been recording for an hour 20 now in the pre-show, so that'll be fun to go through. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. We had a good debate for the, uh, the Patreon subscribers. Yeah, this podcast uh, isn't political, but the Patreon might be a little bit. So uh, subscribe. You, mi- to you the might $10... see some sides of us you wish you didn't hear. Have fun. <laughs> subscribe to the $10 level if you want to hear that stuff. Uh, we yes. can pretty much guarantee it'll be up this week. Yes, yes. And disclaimer, not all the thoughts were finished, so don't jump to conclusions of things we did not say. Yes. Sebastian, to be totally Sebastian is not actually Hitler in real life. Hey, yes. whoa, yeah. what is it? Yeah. Wait, what? That was an implication of the discussion. Were you? Did you not hear that? Yeah. Fucking where the fuck was I? I didn't catch that. You were there. Um, uh, trimming your mustache. Ah, yeah. You know what? That actually pisses me <laughs> off wait, because wait. I don't know if Micah knows, but I know Dom knows. I literally have just changed my facial hair up, and I've literally just been rocking nothing but a mustache for like a month now. <laughs> the, the greatest fear of every man when they learn to shave is accidentally making their mustache a Hitler mustache. Oh, it's not a Hitler mustache. It's straight up like... Fuck, what's his name? It's like a Ron I, Jeremy mustache. I had mustache. a ferret die on my face. It's like a Ron Jeremy mustache. <laughs> I'm rocking that Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh my goodness. What is, uh, what's everybody drinking tonight? Sebastian, starting with you. Um, Gentleman Jack, I'm lame. And Gentleman Jack's not bad. Not too shabby. What about you, Micah? I got some more of this EY Mars whiskey. I can't wait to hear how gross okay. this is about to get. Hey, hey, it's better than Jack. And uh, But what did you mix it with? That's what I'm getting at. Oh, I didn't mix it with anything. Oh, okay. I have, I have root beer on the side. No, I, I... Oh, thank you for being normal for once and not chasing it with goddamn Baja Blast. <laughs> no, I was just... I was telling Shotgun in the pre-show, I'm like, I didn't have time to stock the Taco Bell today. I need to get oh oh <laughs> Sebastian, you weren't there. We were we were doing we were testing out uh some Patreon content for next season last night and um Oh yes. yeah. It was gold. <laughs> we played a drinking game. We unfortunately didn't record it, so it will not be uh this this time around. Uh, yeah, we were we were testing out the comedic effects. Yes, uh and I think which, in hindsight, we probably should have recorded it because we probably thought it was a lot funnier than it was. <laughs> but maybe not. Oh, it was cool. Actually, it, was, it, was it cool. probably is funnier for different reasons in hindsight. Ask Mads. Mads was there. <laughs> oh, God. Mads was yeah. there for it. Yep, yeah, we were playing, uh, we were playing uh, Halo, and uh, every time someone, someone uh, 
died as the juggernaut, they had to take a shot. And if they got assassinated, they had to take two shots. And I was drinking that Svedka Blue Raspberry Vodka, which I hate. And so, it's, yeah, it was bad. Anyway, Shotgun, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I've got some Bacardi Spice Drum and Terramana Tequila. That? Man, nothing if not consistent. Are you are you are you allowed <laughs> to drink tequila right now? Ah, uh, we're recording a podcast. No, take it away, take it uh, away, take it away from him. <laughs> oh, oh no. I, okay, I'm drinking because yeah, that's Spice what Rums. I fucking <laughs> thought, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Where's Mads? Okay. I'm calling I'm Mads. Get the net right now. Get the. I'm boycotting. <laughs> he said, you "I'm know, boycotting." Fuck this. You know, well, you know what? Even if even if you've uh. Even if you uh, were drinking tequila, I uh, got a news story that would uh, would mitigate its effects for you. Oh, oh dear. You ready right. for this? So as you may or may not know, uh, there's a... Well, I know a lot of things, Mikey. There's a, there's a brood oh. of uh, cicadas. Uh, I don't want to talk about the guy. Okay, let's go. That, that, that they be they be coming out of the ground. They be scary as fuck, is what they be. Because okay, so so I didn't know this, but I looked this up earlier. Apparently, cicadas live like a good chunk of their life just underground. Yeah, not even really doing anything, just kind of yeah. chilling. Yeah, just kind of chilling. Okay, and then like I think they like take something like seventeen years to like actually fully oh. develop into like the cicadas that we actually see uh-huh. flying around and shit. Hmm. Um, or at least this particular it's uh, well, uh, type not, of cicada. Not, I was about to say not all cicadas, but just this this yeah. certain kind. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It does burrow and underground like, and live there for like yeah. seventeen years before it like yeah, and the enti- fully. And the entire species is like on one cycle. Yeah. <laughs> so, besides these, so it's like you get you get all these cicadas at the same time. But and uh, there are this... literally thousands. It's literally like I looked it up the other day, and I think it's something like in a really bad area. It's like. 32 cicadas per square foot and that's a fucking lot dude yeah oh shit and you know what you know here we haven't even gotten to the weird disgusting part yet so uh this year this year we got them incoming but also so um we we got this uh fungal parasite that's infecting them so so as they come to the surface, are you talking they about that eat... fungi shit that like shit, the last shit, of shit, us shit, shit, based shit. Off This of? is the new... maybe this is the news story though. <laughs> this is the news story. Okay, continue. So so uh, freaking this is how this fungus works. Is they'll they'll as they're coming up out of the ground, they uh they eat this fungus. Okay, and the fungus goes through their system. Um, uh, and the way cicadas mate or attract a mate is uh gross the 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 males do this uh do this uh wait frick it's one of them makes the giant the big chirping sound and one of them does the does this thing with their wings the males think it's chirping yeah the males do the chirping and the females like do this flappy winged thing to attract the males um but what this parasite does okay is it uh it it plants itself in their intestines and it actually like um and this this is going to get gross it uh their their genitals fall off okay oh dear yeah yep yep so their genitals fall off and is replaced by a fungus i don't like where this is going anymore yeah yep 
Yep, this is why I said mitigates the effects of the tequila. But um, <laughs> oh, hey, you but, want uh, your nuts to fall off now? They're gonna. <laughs> oh, ten out of ten. Let's go. But uh, but uh, here's here's then what happens. It not only does that, it makes the males start uh, doing the wing flappy thing as well. No. Oh. And chirping even louder. No. So they're a. Tri- they're, so they're, they become these horny cicadas that are attracting both male and female cicadas. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But then, but then when the other cicada gets there, there's they, they don't have any genitals. There's just, a like, mushrooms sticking out of the cicada. Oh. And then they proceed to infect other cicadas that way. Oh, dear God. And so the same thing happens to the cicada that they mated with, and the cycle continues. All that being said, dude, how would you feel, like... I don't, if you were if you were uh if you were getting uh getting cozy with someone and then oh, they, no. they pulled down their pants and there was just a mushroom right there how would that make you feel you know i don why don't you go ahead and answer probably this go into a two-week quarantine <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the imagine that's how the cicadas feel my dude it's like what what is this this so, is not normal you know what this that reminds natural. me of what I don't know if either of you have seen the movie um, Contracted. No, nope. So basically, what Contracted is is it sounds it's a horror movie that I like a lot, but it sounds exactly like the film version of what this horrible fungus is. Um, mm-hmm. It literally opens with a woman having a one night stand. Uh, with some guy, and then later on in the movie, she she finds that she contracted a um, we'll call it zombie AIDS. Oh, dear. because throughout the course of the movie, she like just starts to like rot like a decaying body would, and mm-hmm. then the very last scene of the movie is just like her fully transforming into a zombie and like getting the cops to shoot her after she's already slept with in got a bunch of other dudes to be infected oh shit oh god really good movie but that's what it sounds like zombie aids it's the only way i can describe that (laughs) yeah except it's that is bizarre except it's not a virus it's a fungus okay yeah you're right you're right it's not a virus it gives you a a fungus stick but the fact but the fact that it was like that fungi is like sexually transmitted is what kind of reminds well not really sexually they're yeah, insects. It's, it's a sexually transmitted fungus. Yeah, that's crazy. STF. That's <laughs> fucked up. STF 150. Oh, oh god, <laughs> dear. I'm never putting on. No, but that honestly, that honestly does remind me a lot of the. Um, there is this fungus that affects a certain uh, number of insects in the rainforest, where it um, it attaches itself to the ant or whatever bug that is attaching itself. To uh, attaches itself oh, to its yeah. brainstem, takes control of its mm-hmm. nervous system, and goes and basically attacks other ants and spreads oh, yeah. it. And that's literally what The Last of Us, the video game, was based off of. That's where they got the idea for mm-hmm. the whole like fungal-looking, mushroom-head-looking motherfuckers. Yep. Yep. Good news sure. story, though, Micah. Fuck. Yep. Shit's creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Is there any more to it, or...? Uh, no, that's, I mean, that's pretty you much... You said it was pretty cut and dry, man. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, I mean, it's a pretty, 
that news story, I feel like, speaks for itself. I don't feel like we need to add much to that. That's unnerving. It's just a bunch of cicadas with mushroom dicks running around. Can you... Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we name this episode Cicadas with Mushroom Dicks? I don't think Spotify um... would like that very much. <laughs> mushroom cicadas. Mu- yeah. That. Mushroom cicadas, that would work. That'll be that'll be in the description, because that's not oh, solely what oh, this Oh, shit, about. I forgot one detail about these. Okay, so, frickin', oh, no. the, uh, the, the actual fungus is, uh, it's a hallucinogenic. No. So, oh? so not only do these... Not only are uh, they like, let me fuck with these mushroom cocks, but they're like, I'm gonna make you trip balls when you do. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's fucking much. amazing. Uh... Entomologists and uh, biologists do not recommend eating the cicadas to no, try really? to get hallucinogenic effects of oh, the mushrooms. That's crazy. I would have never imagined. Because there are other compounds in the mushrooms that uh, are mixed with compounds in the cicadas that don't um, don't mix well with humans. You'll probably mm. get sick. Uh, the actual... Actually... The fungus itself isn't hallucinogenic. It's a protein in the fungus that mixes with a protein already present in the cicada that makes the hallucinogen. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Wait, so, uh, what makes okay. the hallucinogen you said? It's a what mixed with what? Like a protein or something like that. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. It's some <laughs> some chemical in there. Uh, Welcome to biology with Micah. <laughs> this could eat this. So so hallucinogenic fungus dick cicadas could be something to be terrified of or the next wasted youth special who knows (laughs) we gotta catch three of them and deep fry them oh dear um okay um I don't know if I signed up for this. This wasn't in the contract. <laughs> what um, contract? I don't remember signing to... shit. What are you guys making that I'm not? The, the... You were drunk as shit. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. You agreed. Your your signature is barely legible you said, yeah, just, Dude, you, you just agreed literally to... watched me write my signature. Even when I'm sober, when is it fucking legible? It looks like a goddamn <laughs> kindergartner drew it. Same, to be Same. honest. <laughs> All of us, yeah. And this is why we are a digital podcast. <laughs> As opposed to, like, a handwritten newspaper? Uh, hand-written, yes, yes, precisely. What precisely. else would we be that our handwriting would be on display? Um, sign language podcast, because if our handwriting's that bad, dear lord, we are slurring the hell out of I can language. actually remember really I... being so bad at writing back in the day. My teachers would be like, you have to hand in this handwritten essay and I'd hand it in typed and immediately lose like 15 points on everything I turned in because they're like handwritten and I'm like no I'll have you know I aced my American Sign Language class so uh fuck you I'll have you know that I'm too stupid to take American Sign Language Bro, I took four years of Spanish and don't even remember any of it. Like, what do you mean? Why did, Why did you take four years of Spanish? Because, I don't know, fun? Why not? Actually, that's not true. I took two years of Spanish, a year of German, and then my final year of high school, I took a year of French. I took three different languages for absolutely no reason, just because I thought I it would be fun. 
I only the only language class that I took, I took two years of Spanish and one year of American Sign Language. There you go. I can. Speaking of uh, sign language, that ties totally and so accurately into our main first topic of the day. Martial arts and self-defense Oh, that's a good transition. (laughs) I hate you so much. Like like Naruto shit, my dude? You're doing the Naruto hand signs? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can't compete. You know it. I'm a Is weeb. it sad <laughs> that the only Naruto hand sign I remember is literally the 1,000 Years of Pain that shows up in oh, one God. fucking episode? <laughs> <laughs> Am I gay for that? Because I mean, it's like the gayest thing you could do to another ninja. No, but I wouldn't be surprised if you had a tattoo of I it. I don't. Oh. The only well, anime-related tattoo I, I have, honestly, is the uh, Laughing Coffin, yeah, from Sword Art Online. It's such a lame. Yep. It's such a lame tattoo, my dude. Why does everyone say <laughs> we're not? We're not. We're not delving into this topic. <laughs> this will be the third podcast we talk about this. We'll stop bringing it up, and I'll stop bringing up how lame it is. <laughs> you stop bringing it up, and I'll stop talking about it. It reminds me of that joke from Shaun of the Dead. He's like, "You stop. La- <laughs> you stop laughing, and I'll stop making the joke." <laughs> oh my god. Oyve, Micah, do oh, you want counter. launch us off? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, the I'm so glad he did it. is back, baby! Uh, I got really scared for a second, I was like, I'm so confused as to what's going on, it sounds like a train is going through my house. I'm just kidding, Randy said that. I literally said that in the pre-show, I'm like, that sounded like a train. I literally, was like, I literally got scared for a second, I was about to be like, did like a train get loose near my house and now it's just like plowing through my complex? Like what's happening? It was so terrifying, oh Michael. My you gotta let me shit my pants. Fuck you, dude. We're not even to our topic yet, asshole. <laughs> well, you know what? Dominic's said the trigger word and that's what happens when you Dom, say Dom, don't ever that say word. that word ever again, I swear to God. <laughs> This motherfucker about gave me a heart attack. Very stupid. <laughs> oh, Bart, is ah, gonna Jesus be fucking Christ! Martial arts, self defense. <laughs> These two Martial- literally trained in India. Have fun talking about this for a minute, guys. Hold, hold up, wait. We didn't train in India. I mean, technically we yeah, did. You did. Te- but that isn't why we went to India. Yeah, but you yeah, did. We did. We- we didn't. We trained with each other while we were in India. So t- I feel like saying we you guys trained in went India to makes it India. Seem like we trained under like some master in India. Oh, you didn't know like Shung Fu Cow? That was I'm gonna recant that. That oh, was racist shit. That was that was a little racist. That was this is this is the racist bell. Yep, that'll work. <laughs> I'll take like three of those for that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'll take an L for that one. I feel bad now. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. All right. So, what exactly we composed this itinerary literally like thirty minutes ago? So, uh, what exactly are we talking about when it comes to martial arts, self defense? Just our personal experiences and shit. Shotgun? Or like... Hey, sorry about again. You guys both <laughs> cut off mid-sentence and it just sounded like... Blah, 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 blah. Right. What, are we, what are we talking about when it comes to martial arts and self-defense? Is it just uh, like personal experiences and stuff? 
Uh, we could do personal experiences. I wanted to start off with what would be if assaulted from the front. This is getting kinky. Barehanded. <laughs> oh, you know it every time I do. do. Let start me pop talking, out the tequila. Do I need to start talking about cicadas again? It's the tequila. No, stop. Uh, please don't. Yes. <laughs> I'll stop talking. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, if you are confronted mm-hmm. from your front. Hey, don't confront me with a good time. What's up? <laughs> uh, Sebastian, you're the one making this kinky stop. Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> if Sebastian is sexually assaulted he just does reverse sexual he reverses the sexual assault dude i'm literally just like oh no how ever could this happen to me and they're just like uh uh uh." yeah it's like wait a minute hold up (laughs) oh no you want me to bend over oh no whatever's going to happen now okay 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 all right this, oh dear lord. Someone take the tequila away from Sebastian. It's on you, bitch. You're the only much. one drinking it. Nope, I said I'm drinking Bacardi Spice. The tequila is put away. <laughs> <laughs> he said I put it up after like two shots because you know what? Bad idea. Nope. I started pouring, not a drop was poured. I'm like, eh, bad idea. <laughs> he straight knew. He was like, actually, that's not a good idea for the podcast. Actually, no. So, if somebody were to just swing a punch at you, more of a natural punch, not a haymaker, not a straight punch, but a naturally arcing just punch. Just like one that, okay, are you nose. expecting it, even slightly, or is it just random and you don't I really mean, have a lot of time to defend yourself from it? To, to be totally fair, I speak for myself. You're but gonna have also, slightly me. for Micah, I'm reading shoulder body language nonstop. So if I start, if seeing I see your that shoulder engage, rear back, I'm automatically gonna think you're probably gonna give me a hug because I'm yes. retarded. <laughs> yes, a death hug. I will snap your spine, Tony. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm gonna literally throw my arms out like, yay! <laughs> like just accept that shit. <laughs> yay, full force gets decked in the face. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm stupid. What would your technique, Micah? What would my technique be? Um, yeah. Let's to intercept, whether it be force on force or follow the trajectory. Let's, what, what's your technique? Uh, well, let's see. If I am... Like I said, did I see so, it coming even slightly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're reacting to a drawn okay. out. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so for me, uh, with my self-defense philosophy, I like to, I like to create space. So my yeah. my first instinct is usually to dodge things, but um, if I am for some reason like you know there's not much space behind me or something like that, uh, I try to would try to uh, you know probably follow the trajectory of the punch. I'm not big on blocking. My mm-hmm. my primary influences in like my techniques come from aikido so yeah very much yeah. going with the flow and stuff like that um usually i've found that trapping a hand is unreliable especially like a first strike when you're kind of just getting into your fight or flight mode i have a question um i don't know anything about martial arts so oh. what do you mean by trapping a hand like uh 
like getting a hold of the hand somehow like um just like making it sure they can't like rear it back up yeah like yeah like grabbing their hand or something like that okay. to try to control it all right continue. um but i'd essentially do a parry in that situation yeah. if at all possible and then try to uh get behind them either with the goal of just getting past them to escape or getting into a better position of control Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily, when I think about self-defense in martial arts, I try to avoid thinking about uh, things in terms of raw technique. Because, yeah. uh, like, you know, stuff that you practice in the gym or the dojo um, doesn't necessarily work as cleanly and reliably as it does in those scenarios. So, yeah. you know, the body principle of... Uh, the principles of body mechanics are what i go to so my my gut instinct is always to try to get the person off balance yeah so ideally uh i pass the arm across off the center line across their body sebastian's you know center line is basically the center of my body or the center of their body so across I know, their I know center stuff line. like that. I know stuff that is. Okay. I, I legitimately was so confused when you like when you like caught their hand. I was like, does yeah. that mean he like pinned what it, or mean? does that mean he like grabbed it midair Trapping... and just like held it there, or what? Trapping the hand is something that's like commonly taught in stuff like Wing Chun and uh, but, like, Aikido and Jeet Kune Do and stuff like that. Does it refer um, to multiple different things? Like I said, like if you if you just yeah. like are capable to get up against a wall, if you can just like grab it and hold it there for a second, or uh, it's it's well, literally any time you have control of their hand with your hand. So just like me, basically wherever you put your hand, yeah. it's where theirs is gonna go. They have no control over it. Well, yeah. Well, it's a hold. Trapping, yeah, trapping it could be anything from grabbing their wrist, locking their arm, yeah, preventing them from their fist under your armpit again. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Unless until they get it away from you. Yeah, if they can. (laughs) Yep. Um, you two scare me so much. (laughs) So, oh, it's mathematical literally dom is the only person i've ever witnessed in my entire life. i've been in a lot of street fights bro mm-hmm. i don't dom is the only person i've ever straight looked at and we work with some sketchy motherfuckers and i'll straight mm-hmm. look at those sketchy motherfuckers and be like i'll fight you mm-hmm. i'll fight you hands <laughs> up right now because i honestly think you're all fucking talk and no fucking game bro mm-hmm. and then i look at dom and i'm like I'll never fight you. And he's just like, why? And I'm like, because I know you'd probably break my fucking trachea in like three seconds, dude. <laughs> like, dude. I'd have no chance well, against you've you. Also seen me, you've also seen me react to very minor discomfort. I will say one thing. I did walk up to Dom the aggressive. other day. And it's the only time I've ever been able to do it. But I walked mm-hmm. up to him. And I walked up <laughs> behind him. And I pulled my elbow up. And I pretended like I was going to elbow him in the back of the head. And I mm-hmm. brought my elbow literally almost to his head, and he legitimately didn't notice. And it's the only time mm-hmm. I've ever done anything like that, where he hasn't immediately turned around and been like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and when he did turn around, yeah. he straight was he just was... like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just, <laughs> was... I'm not doing anything, bud. What are he you? He was in uh... the minuscule blind spot directly behind literally. me. Dope. He straight just turned yeah, around, like, and he saw my yeah. arm still up, and he was just like, 
what are you doing? And I was like, I wasn't pretending to hit you or anything <laughs> like that. I was like, you crazy? I would never like, do that. And he was yeah. like, you just pretended to elbow me in the back of the fucking neck, didn't you? And I was like, absolutely not. And our coworker Gilbert just standing <laughs> over there pointing at me going, he totally just tried to elbow you in the back of the neck. <laughs> That's, oh my goodness. That's interesting because Dom, Dom practice, he comes from the, uh, the philosophy of, uh, you know, awareness of threat threat awareness and stuff like that which is honestly i've never gotten super into that because it makes you fucking paranoid all the time i don't think it but uh (laughs) i don't think it does in his case though i think it benefits him see no i've no i've he doesn't ever seem paranoid paranoid. (laughs) no that's the thing it depends it depends because you know him more than i do like on a personal level you might be able to tell that but to like He's, on anyone he's else's more... standards, like mine, or yes. like in Norbert, he does not seem paranoid whatsoever. He's, he just seems he's... like he has a very keen eye on what's going on in his environment, and he's always yeah. keeping an yeah. eye on yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he does. He's. I would say he's more paranoid than I am, though. Well, That's... I I will. This is the way I put yeah. it. I am internally always paranoid. But externally, I do not. He's internally show always that having a panic attack. But externally, he's always calm and cool. This summer, yeah, Dominic yeah. Shotgun Sanders is the. St- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to continue that. I can't even give it a title. <laughs> but anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know. I I ascribe to a kind of more relaxed philosophy of self-defense and neither is really better than the other ones they both have their pros and cons yeah um, yeah you know the more vigilant uh threat awareness focused philosophies tend to well they tend to protect you better from uh things that can be foreseen um yeah However, someone who's not very well trained, I see this a lot in a lot of self-defense courses, people who just go through self-defense courses and don't actually train martial arts. This is kind of the style that usually gets taught to them. And they're just super tense all the time. And it's like, yeah, you may be able to see the first punch coming, but you're going to like be so slow if you don't learn to relax once stuff comes in. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, like like I said, I basically don't know anything about martial arts. I do know that my uncle was trained in the form of martial arts for, like, 15 years, basically, from the time he was, like, 12. Up, mm-hmm. and, up until he was almost 30 that he trained doing this shit. And all I know is that he actually had to go down to the police station and get his hands and feet registered as lethal weapons. That's not true. That's a bullshit yeah, story that's... that every black belt tells their like five-year-old students. No, yeah, that is. You're... I have Beach Grove Police Department paperwork. He showed it to okay. me. Back in the I'm day, they lie. actually did have you do that shit. <laughs> it was probably more of a joke, less for legal reasons. More of a he walked in, he's like. Hey, I want to do something. Can you do it? Of course, of course. Like, yes. Actually, I have heard of thing instances where, like, um, yeah, like something along those lines. No, I've, where I, I've heard it. Like that I've heard happen, it a million but... times, but like, 
but, I've, I've seen, but also, I've seen I, the paperwork, bro. Beach Grove, but I, don't fuck around. And my uncle isn't the only person at Beach Grove that's had to do that. Well, okay, so here's what I have heard of, is I've heard of of various martial artists going into police precincts or whatever and kind of just, you know, showing off some, you know... Some moves those, like, those, 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 the, the, Yeah, like the party trick techniques that every, every martial art has. You want to watch me break a cinder block with tricks. my bare foot? Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> some, you know, Taekwondo guys, a big thing is like... Uh, that's kind of resurgence recently is like kicking off a bottle cap, a sp- a twist on bottle cap oh, without yeah. knocking over the bottle. Fuck you. Um, I've seen so many people do that. And no, yeah. there's no way to actually do that unless it's already cracked. Well, well, yeah, you, I, you I, do I, crack yeah, it. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not the thing that they're, the, the impressive thing is that they can do it without knocking over the bottle of water. Yeah. I've seen, uh, okay. The most impressive one I've seen of that is I straight saw a man. Mm-hmm. straight looked like he was going to do that to the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then he whipped his head backwards and his mullet hair wrapped yes. around the cap. <laughs> and as he yanked it back, it literally spun the cap and threw it off. And I was like, oh my god, that is more impressive than any martial artist I've ever seen. Yeah, that's yes. yeah, that pretty funny. Uh, if I can finish my thought. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're... Yeah, um, martial arts just amazes me, and I'm jealous of yeah. you too because you, you guys are like, Gah! and I'm over here but, like uh, I'm fat. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, taekwondo has that. Like karate has the various board breaking stuff. Um, is it uh, and is and it pressure more, points? Is it Muay Thai where you have to like fracture hold your leg? Up, hold one sec, one sec, up, Sebastian. Sebastian. <laughs> Save your questions <laughs> till the end of the <laughs> sentence. Please. I'm sorry. Y'all just, I'm so confused about this shit. I don't know. He'll, okay, he'll explain it. Just mm-hmm. one second. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and then Aikido has things like the unbendable arm and like some, uh. What was that? The unbendable arm. No, it's how a, do you pronounce that? Aikido? Aikido. Yes. Okay. With an A. Um, but, uh, it has, you know balancing techniques and some weird pens and stuff like that uh most of these party trick things they're they're they have a purpose in the martial art they train body mechanics and stuff like that and uh yeah. you know in the case of board breaking precision but you know they don't necessarily have any practical purpose but the average person can't usually do them so you know a martial artist will walk into like a po- police precinct and be like hey yo look what i can do and, and they'll be they'll, like, fuck, you know, that's dangerous. Amaze, amaze the cops and be like, oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, I should, you should give me some paperwork that says, you know, these are lethal weapons. And then they'll, the police precinct will be like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes sense because some cops and honestly, are kind of stupid. Coming from <laughs> but, um... Beach Grove, because Beach Grove is just full of redneck fucking idiots, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm calling so, you out, Beach Grove. I lived there my entire life, eating dick. If anybody <laughs> that lives in Beach Grove listens to this, I'm sorry, but I know for a fact mm-hmm. you know that that place is trash. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that'll be that'll be something that happens sometimes. Is uh, you know, martial arts than having like you know, look at this, look at this paper that I got from certain law enforcement agency. 
And just as many times they like, you know, completely counterfeit a piece of paper. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> they're just like, oh, let's just give, let's just give this guy what he wants. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So that that's that's usually what it is. There's no state in which you have to register your right. There's, like it's not actually required. Weapons. Where like if yes. you if you fight someone and you accidentally murder them, like there's you're still gonna get in trouble for that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not yeah. in trouble if it, it does fall into like self defense, but like. Mm-hmm. you're still going to face repercussions for that. Like, you're not going to be able to be yeah. like, well, you see, my hands and feet were ripped. No, they weren't. Actually, un- unarmed self-defense is actually kind of... Uh, it, well, you actually, honestly get yeah. you get off on that, like, 95% of the time more yeah, than you do the... using any kind of weapon. Yes. Uh, because they're like, fuck, you killed that quick, guy with dis- your bare hands? Shit. <laughs> Give me a realistic situation. <laughs> which i need to react to okay um let's see what's a fun fun martial arts puzzle um let's see and you gotta think within my repertoire of skills yeah 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 so let's see uh you've done you've done taekwondo a little bit of eskrima some uh could you fight a monkey Yep, and a smidgen of Jeet Kune Do. And a smidgen of Jeet Kune Do. I don't even know these words. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're foreign Jeet, language. Jeet, Jeet Kune Do is too hard. It's not too hard to explain, but anyway, we tried to explain it. Jeet Kune Do guys are going to get mad at us, <laughs> um, so we're not going to explain that. I can't Long story short. <laughs> no, no long okay, story we- short. You can yes. Google Jeet Kune Do if you want to know. He said, if you want to know what it is, no. fucking Google it. I'm not going to explain it for an episode. No. I was going to say one sentence. It is defined by straight line punches. Fuck. Instead of curving punches. Oh, right. shit. The, the Jeet Kune Do guys yeah. are so going to get mad at you for that. Because you define because you define Jeet Kundo and you can't define Jeet Kundo, that's illegal. But um <laughs> Oh shit, I'm going to jail. You gotta be like water. Huh? <laughs> you wanna watch me make the entire martial arts mod- audience mad? No. no. Karate boy go kung fu kick pika and it's all the same to me, because I'm dumb. Oh no. But uh Okay, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Whew. Uh, here's, here's here's the scenario um you're just you're just straight up walking down a down a street uh no nah, nope you're not walking down a street you're in a club you're in a club okay. and you're with your girlfriend and someone uh tries to uh drag away your girlfriend <laughs> To do it. who knows what. What do you do? <laughs> By what method do they try to drag her oh, away? They, like they, grab her from they, behind? They just, they, just, they, they just grab her by the arm and are dragging her through the crowd. Okay. Well, first, as counterintuitive as it may seem, mm-hmm. since they, I assume, have a solid grip on her, mm-hmm. I'll pull her feet out from under her. <laughs> Because they'll have her arm, and the worst that'll happen, she'll bang her arm on the ground, or she'll just get a little bump and a bruise instead of being dragged away. I mean, actually, I think the I worst think... thing that would happen there is she, like, might get a concussion. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> it, it's 
that is much more forgivable than unspeakable actions from being dragged away where I am not present. I didn't say unspeakable actions, I just said you don't know what the actions are. No, I'm assuming in this sense unspeakable. Alright, cool. Because that tends to be what happens when you're with somebody and they get dragged away violently. <laughs> so, I do that assuming that her falling A, they let go. I'll go that track. I would immediately go for, honestly, probably aim for their elbow, hit their arm upwards, then punch them as hard as I fucking can to the muscle rear mm -hmm. of the armpit. Mm -hmm. Hence, hopefully, rendering that arm much slower. And potentially making them shit themselves. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. And then, how how do they react to that? Oh, um... My reaction would be curling up into the fetal position and immediately starting to cry because I wouldn't even know what the <laughs> fuck to do. Con congratulations, you've incapacitated Sebastian. <laughs> Okay, alright. On to travel I would stories. literally, like, be watching them drag my girlfriend what? away, and I would just be like, ah! <laughs> Fatal position, oh, boy. cry. Yeah, yep. We'll do, I feel like we'll do a more thorough martial arts episode sometime in the future, where it's not interrupted every ten seconds. <laughs> or just one that's solely martial arts instead of a random I apologize for topics. interrupting. I'm going through a lot. <sighs> yeah, we get it. You're good. Uh, travel stories. Sebastian, yeah. why don't you Seba take this one? What? <laughs> yep. Start us off. What's your What's your favorite travel story? Hmm. Oh, now he's not talking. No, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I literally just fucking forget. I forgot to click unmute. I was sitting there being yeah, like, I straight was like, huh, you know, that's actually a good question. And they were like, then the one time he's not fucking talking. <laughs> and I'm over here like, no, I am. Why? What are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Um, travel stories. Okay. Um, my favorite travel story I have of my memory is when I was six years old, my entire family, so me, my two sisters, uh, Paisley and Peyton. Paisley, who also has drawn some badass Wasted Youth uh, fan art. Hello everyone, sorry for the interruption to your weekly Wasted Youth podcast. Here is a quick ad break, and then we will get back to the episode. In our last episode, we mentioned an art competition in which you, our lovely listeners, submit a piece of hand-drawn art, or any form of art really, that represents what you think me and my fellow co-hosts look like. To submit your drawing, you can simply post it to your Instagram account, tag us at the Wasted Youths official, and use the hashtag WastedYouths. We will be looking for submissions all the way through the end of June. Additionally, tonight's episode is sponsored by our new Patreon page. If you would like to support our show and our drinking habits, please follow the link in the description of this episode. 
For $5 a month, you can become a regular and get your name in the bottom of the description of each episode for that month, and you also have access to the regulars chat on our Discord. For $10 a month, you become a carouser. In addition to all the benefits that the regulars get, you also get a verbal shout-out at the end of every episode, along with access to another private Discord chat. Carousers also get access to bloopers from behind the scenes of our show. Currently, our $10 carouser tier is limited to 25 patrons, so subscribe while you can. But if you don't get a chance to subscribe to that, not to worry. We'll be adding more tiers as soon as we reach that maximum goal. Oh yeah, that's hmm. that's the uh, I I made it the uh, picture for the Patreon. Oh hell yeah! Okay, well my sister did that, so shout out to her for that. But um, Sweet. she's five years older than me, and then my second sister is three years older than me, and then there's me. So I was six, which would have made Peyton nine and Paisley twelve. Or no, mm-hmm. Paisley's five years older than me. She would have been. I was six, so she was like eleven. Yeah, she's five years old. She would have been like eleven. But we went to Salem, Massachusetts, and uh, while we were in Salem, Massachusetts, um, let me look it up real quick. It's one of the most haunted hotels, unbeknownst to us, uh, that you can stay in in Salem, oh. Massachusetts. And nope. uh, let me look up the name of the hotel. Why did you not make? A naturally hot, like, home video? Uh, <laughs> because at the time I was six years old, it would have been 2002. That's, that's not an excuse. Grab your, grab your dad's old tape recorder. Come on, man. My parents didn't have one. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at. It was 2002, well, bro. That's... It's not a lot I mean, of things people back then had. <laughs> what do you mean? My dad had a plethora of tape Okay, well, my parents... Your my dad parents... is a fucking nerd. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, I okay. Well, Micah, to, to be fair, people. in the 90s, my dad literally owned his own tech and t-shirt printing company called Infinity Apparel. But not a video no i'm sure he did he owned probably one of the nicest cameras you could probably own at the time but you know what we didn't fucking take it (laughs) want to know why because i guarantee you my dad was like no that's like that's too nice to take on a trip i don't want to risk damaging it but uh anyway um what's it called i'm trying to find the name of this hotel we stayed at hawthorne that's what it was called the hawthorne hotel that sounds familiar and um it's the Hawthorne Hotel in uh, Salem, Massachusetts, and fucking funny, funny enough to us, you want to hear some crazy shit? Um, when we stayed there, I was six years old, so like I said, it would have been like 2002, early 2000s, way early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, in what's fucked up is we found out later literally watching an episode of fucking ghost hunters 
um in this i'm I'm actually looking it up right here uh this episode of ghost hunters aired in 2007 so what would have been four years almost after we stayed in our hotel room um they confirmed that the most haunted hotel room in that hotel is room 325 which if i can get a hold of my parents we still have the tickets and the reservation stays we stayed in room 325 Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah uh and did you see a ghost i don't remember seeing anything but staying in that hotel was so fucking creepy there was uh it was room 325 is like off by itself it's off in like the corner of the hotel um there's not like the closest room is literally maybe 15 feet down the hallway like it's not connected like door to door like most hotel rooms are like you'd be able to hear someone if they were making noise like it wasn't like that mm-hmm. you couldn't like mm. if, if you heard a noise coming from your hotel room it was either someone else in the room or if you couldn't explain it yeah <laughs> sorry can't explain it hmm. uh but just, just besides hearing weird shit we didn't really think too much of it but then there was one day that um my dad took me and my sister Peyton to go get ice and hmm. i remember uh it was it's such an old hotel that i don't know if you've ever been to a hotel where it's so old that like the rooms don't have ice makers you actually have to like walk down the hall and at the end of the hall they have like a unit where you can like scoop buckets of ice or whatever literally 90 percent of the hotels i stay in because i'm cheap <laughs> okay so you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're yeah. going down to get more ice for like our drinks and whatnot and no one else is booked on that floor at the time because it's like a weird i wonder why it, yeah no shit <laughs> and we literally stop because the only way my infant child brain could describe it and literally to this day the only way i can describe it is like a mummy from like classic like mummy cartoons just going like <sighs> And I know it wasn't, like, people having, like, sex in, like, a room or something like that. I know a lot of people will dismiss it as, oh, you just heard, like, some people fucking and moaning. No, because if that's what it was, my dad wouldn't have grabbed my sister in my hand and said, fuck the ice, and drug us back (laughs) to our room immediately. Me knowing my dad and how perverted he is, even us not knowing at the time because we were so young what sex was, he literally would have been like... (laughs) ignore that let's go get let's go get the ice but then he straight was just like absolutely not give me both your hands right now and he basically didn't even let us walk he like lifted my sister in one arm and mine in one arm and pretty much ran down the halls with us on each hip it's like booking it back to the room hear me out what if it was a mummy having sex oh and you know what i've thought about that a lot I'm not oh, even really? gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I straight thought about that because I straight was just like, what if it was just like, again, me, my fucking child brain, like, what if it was just like a mummy fucking? <laughs> like, no, you're stupid and you're like trying to justify that because you're 11 and it doesn't make sense. But no, it, it was weird. And then another thing that happened while we were there that was super scary was um, we got on the elevator. All of us got on. And my mom and everyone got on the elevator. And the doors would not close. 
We could not get oh. them to close. We pressed the door close button. Nothing was happening. Multiple different floor buttons. Nothing was fucking happening. Everyone got off the elevator, including me. And again, door closed. Nothing. Pressed the floor button. Nothing. I'm six at the time, so I'm being fucking stupid. I run my happy ass into that elevator and I slap a fucking random floor. And the only way my mom has described it is I've never seen a pair of elevator doors close faster than I have that day. She straight said if I tried to stick my hand out to stop the doors from like closing, that she probably would have lost her hand because they slammed so hard and so fast. And I ran in, slapped that button, those doors slammed shut. And literally, my parents to this day tell me all they heard was the elevator go down, and they could hear me screaming, going down the multiple <laughs> floors, just going, Mommy! <laughs> but Mommy was getting more and more faint as the multiple floors I'm going down. So it's like, Mommy! <laughs> <laughs> and me being six, I don't know what compelled me to do it, but apparently the first floor that the elevator stopped on, uh, I got off and I just sat in a chair right outside the elevator for about 20 minutes or so. <laughs> and my parents went to literally every single floor on the elevator that they could until they found me. And I was just, yeah, I was just gosh. sitting in a chair right next to the elevator, basically like shaking, like scared shitless and traumatized. Cause mm-hmm. I had no idea what the fuck just <laughs> happened or why it fucking happened. <laughs> but oh, that's, boy. that's my favorite scariest and or fun travel memory oh another thing that happened real quick on that it's just real quick on that um the night that we got to the hotel my parents thought it would be fun to do like a ghost tour of salem so we went on one and the guy on the tour actually said is anybody staying at the hawthorne and literally my parents the only people in this fucking group raised their hand they're like we are and he straight was just like, hell yeah, that's the most haunted hotel in Salem. I hope you guys aren't staying in room 325. My parents didn't say a damn word. <laughs> they straight were like, ah, what's wrong with room 325? Uh-oh. Oh, God. And yeah, no, it was honestly, that, that experience right there is honestly why to this day I think I believe in ghosts or the uh, supernatural or paranormal in any form mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah literally because i, I, I feel like i've legitimately experienced it at least somewhat mm-hmm. yeah d- mm. oh my goodness but did fun you, traveling did... stories or anything anybody else or sorry michael what were you saying uh did either of you guys hear about that uh news or that uh declassified information on ufos that came out recently yes the government was straight just like ufos exist we know they do. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, don't know why we lied about that. <laughs> they stopped. They stopped short of calling them extraterrestrials. You're right, but they yeah. did go as yes. far as to actually say UFO, unidentified flying object. Which that's that's my problem with it. That l- literally means nothing except for we just don't know that technology because either we don't have good enough images mm-hmm. to identify it or we just didn't make it and it's not documented yeah which yeah a lot of 
a lot of it is just lights in the sky moving in ways that aircraft shouldn't be able to move. Um, that's what a lot of people, a lot of the reports are. Um, it's not to say that there are other things that can't move that way, but yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I definitely always find it interesting to watch videos and stuff of that, but it's so hard to find like good video yeah, good luck. because mm -hmm. everything was shot in like mm -hmm. mid two thousands on a Nokia. Well, that's, so. that's the thing is actually <laughs> this next month the government is supposed to be releasing video footage of this kind of stuff. Oh, so, okay. So hopefully we'll have like HD kind of videos. Of They're out there. Yeah. So anyway, back to travel stories. Dominic, what's your favorite travel story? Um, I mean, honestly, aside from the monkey one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we already because did. Because that's, we, yeah, we that's pretty high. One. Um, I don't think we'll ever read the monkey story, guys. I'm sorry. I've been trying yeah, to, no. to top it, but I just can't. It's not uh, possible. It's such a good story. <laughs> it's impossible. Can't beat the monkey. Oh, gosh. If you have one off the top of your head, Micah, go for it. I'm going to have to think for a second. Let's see. All right. So here's a fun one. Um, When I was in high school, uh, for my senior trip, I went to Europe for one week. It was my first time leaving the country. Um, and we went to Germany, Austria, and Italy for that trip. Oh, um, nice. Hi, my name's Sebastian. I've never left the U.S. I'm kind of jelly. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's not. It's not you said that's not all it's cracked up to be, man. I'm not going to lie to you. It's really not that great. Oh, like... It's it's definitely amazing, but you know most Americans really don't appreciate international travel all that much, um, yeah. because most Americans don't want to engage culturally with in other countries. It's they fair. just kind of want the uh, exotic locale <clears throat> with all the luxuries of america so they tend to stay to the big cities i'm rich and white why why are we being treated like this i don't understand <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so when i went to uh germany it was interesting there were a few interesting things they did first oh, yeah, uh first we went to uh that sounded really bad to me that <laughs> we went to uh we were in Munich, okay? That's where pretty much where we landed. Um, Munich's interesting. It's a very depressing city architecturally, at least where I was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Very, you know, kind of just monotonous. Art, Everything's like gray. Art deco kind of vibe. Yeah. Uh, not art deco. Well, I, like, no, not like... I wouldn't say art deco. It's more like a... I don't know how to describe it other than like war... Like a brutalist yeah. kind of architecture is what I would describe it as. But, uh, yeah, it's it's very, uh, very plain, very drab, but very atmospheric at the same time. Like it feels European, which is probably not something you can really experience 
if you're from Europe, but as an American, like, you know, I mean, it, if you if you come to America as a European, you could probably go to like a super bland American city and say, yeah, this feels very American. Yeah, come um, to fucking Indiana, go to Indianapolis, and they're going to be like, yeah, this is like totally American and just sad. Probably. Yeah, yeah, like, a, like I don't know about Indianapolis. Uh, Minneapolis, I would say, uh, no, Minneapolis has a unique feel to it. What's a very bland American city? <laughs> Chicago. Um, Boise. Boise. Yeah, there really? you go. See, I liked Boise. Boise? Okay, it's nice, but it's not really, there's nothing that kind of boring, stands man. out in Boise. Unique. It just... Well, to be it fair, just kinda though, we is. were there during a ton of construction. Yeah, that's but right. I've I've been there before. I've been to Boise oh, a few well, times. Oh, yeah, that's right. You got family yeah. there. He said you su- got family there. I forgot. I'm sorry. It's a it's a super normal city, but it still feels like very American. I'm sure if you're not from America, Munich's the same way for uh, for Europe. It feels very European, probably very German, but not much else. At least in the part that I was in. Um. Then we went to what else did we do while we were there? We went to uh, I think it's called uh Neuschwanstein Castle. Which is, mm-hmm. which is uh, the castle that Cinderella's castle was based off of. Yes, yes. Uh, very cool. Um, very interesting. The um, I forget what the king that lived there, what his name was, but um, he uh, he he had some interesting like you know, trap doors and like secret doors in the castle to get around in. Um, that was. Pr- that was pretty cool. Taking some tours through that. Um, then we stayed in Garmich Partikirchen, which used to be two towns, Garmich and Partikirchen. Yes. But uh, Adolf Hitler realized, as when he was hosting the Olympics, uh, that he didn't have a town big enough to host the Olympics in. So he's like, eh, we're going to take these two towns and make them one town and then build an Olympic stadium in it. Um, hmm. And so it became one town, Garmisch Partikirchen, uh, with the old German Olympic stadium there, which is, you know, I got to visit. It was pretty cool. Pretty, you know, it was from like the 40s or late 30s, I forget. But, um, you know, interesting because... uh it's nothing near what we expect from an Olympic stadium nowadays. It almost had more of like, you know, a traditional, like, uh, like a really big high school's track and field arena, um, plus a little, you know, a ski jump, but there's a, there's a neat little path near there. It's a pretty cool place. Pretty atmospheric. Of course, you know, because it was an educational trip, we had to visit a concentration camp while we were there. Oh, which was definitely an experience. Um, we visited. Does it sound fucked up to me? Like, does it sound fucked up of me to say? It's like I don't mean it as like in a fucked up way, but I would like to tour at least one concentration camp if I ever visited Germany. I feel like I feel like that's something you should just do. Yeah, you should. It's definitely it's definitely an experience that uh you should. It's not going to be comfortable by any means. 
No, especially especially when you go into like the uh, sleeping areas and like the work camps. Oh god, no. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. Because so they had these little itty bitty like twin size beds, okay, um, that were like bunk beds. Maybe like I don't know what's smaller than a twin. They're a bit smaller than a twin. There like, is literally twin. twin, and then once you get to a twin size bed, the only thing smaller than that is you're literally getting into like baby size cribs, like toddler yeah. cribs, bro. Yes, so it's it's like, you know, maybe a little bit. Th- it's about as long as a twin, but maybe a little bit thinner. So literally uh, only big enough to fit like one person. Yeah, yeah, which is Fuck, you know, it's dude. like you're looking at it. And it's like, oh shit, that's, that's why it's called looks- a twin because it can fit two people. Yeah, and you're looking at it, and you're like, shit, that looks super uncomfortable to sleep in. And then you're reading the, uh, you know, little plaque next to it, the information like, yeah, plaque you know that made says, it comfortable. The plywood underneath it. No, 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 no. They said, what, what, yeah, it's like, if you got lucky, you only had to share one of these beds with two other people. Oh, if you got lucky, <laughs> you only had to yeah. share it with two other people. Yeah. So there's so, three you know, people that like, one mattress. Yeah, yeah, and like, you just yeah. described the mattress can't even fit one person comfortably. Yeah, you got three, you know, three people sleeping in one of these things, Fuck actually. Fuck, um, yeah. And then, you know... Of course, walking into the gas chambers is an experience. Are there actually like, oh, some yeah. of those like up? Yeah, like even even though you know it's like it's like oh it's completely disarmed, it's still absolutely terrifying. Do when they you lock walk in and they say, shut do the they, door do behind they, do you? Do they lock you in to like just give you a feel of what it would be like to be like this is your last moment? Bye. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of like that. It's a little bit. The tour we went on was a little bit more self-guided than that, but it's like, yeah, you could close the door and shit. And Fuck. that was like, uh, it's like, I remember when that happened, I'm like, wow, this is like what so many people's last moments were like. Um, Did you get to uh, shit. visit uh, Anne Frank's house while you were in Germany? I did not. Oof. No, oh. unfortunately. That's, that, um, honestly, if I went to Germany, I feel like, I'd make that like what mm-hmm. my things do. I, mm-hmm. I honestly really want to see that. Let's let's see what else did we do while we were in Germany. Uh, we went to oh frick, what's it called? It's the tallest mountain in Germany. Um, oh shit, I know what you're talking about. Frick. Yeah, I forget what it's called. Um, I'm sure I'll remember it at some point, but uh. That's it's also it, that that particular mountain. It's partial. Um, yeah, is it Zugspitz? Yeah, it's Zugspitz. Yep. Yeah, Zugspitz. The Zugspitz. I've drank so my German articulation is off. <laughs> yeah, the Zugspitz. Uh, or however you say it. It's that. actually I don't, I don't know German. Part, no, he's right. Partially in, uh, partially in Austria. Um. But yeah, tallest mountain in Germany. God damn, and nine thousand seven hundred eighteen feet above sea level. It's also home to the steepest cable car in Europe, which we took to the top of it. No, how steep? Uh, can I find images? Yeah, you could, probably can. Look up Jukespitz table or cable car, and you could probably find it. Jukespitz cable car. Sorry. Yeah, continue. there's a. There's a there's a restaurant on top of it that makes a hell of a Wiener schnitzel. Um, Absolutely not. I don't know if anyone. Uh, okay, so I, yeah, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. You would have to put a gun in my mouth to get me on that cable car. Not happening, buddy boy. <laughs> oh it's, my it's god. Honestly, 
it's honestly not that bad. But yeah, we went we went sledding on the mountain, which was pretty fun. Not that um, bad. There's like twenty thousand feet between the fucking <laughs> bottom of the cable car and the fucking ground. Yep. No. Yeah, if it breaks, you're gonna die. Can you imagine so, if the brakes went out and you just like get stuck there for a couple hours? Like, ooh, buddy, dude, if the brakes go out on a cable car, you're, you're just I was about to say you're slamming was, right into the base. I was about to say you're sliding. You're not the brakes. They're not locking up. They're sli- yeah. You're just you're free falling at that point. Yep. Um. Ugh. Let's let's see. After that, we went to we drove to Italy. Was it cold? We up didn't there? really. Oh yeah, it was cold. I don't remember how. You said cold there's a restaurant. I'm looking at the restaurant right now. Yeah, there's a restaurant up there. It's pretty good. But yeah, we went to Italy after that. We stopped in Austria for lunch, and that's all we did in Austria. You guys went to Austria just to get a goddamn sandwich? Okay, fuck you. Yep. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Dom's over there, yeah, we did, ho. Fuck you. (laughs) Uh, No, he did. I didn't go. He said, he did. I didn't go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Then when we were in Italy, we did all the Italy stuff. Well... Not really. There's too many cities in Italy to do did all the Did you go to the town in... of Pisa? Uh, no, we did not. Okay, so good. That's in... Where is that, actually? What city is that in? Really in the I don't Tower remember. of Pisa? Yeah. Good question. I don't know. We went, to, we went to Florence, and we went to Rome. So it's in Provence, we... Italy. Okay. It's in the so city we... of... Uh... It's, in... it's in the city of pisa pisa oh that makes sense like it's called the leaning <laughs> tower of pisa yeah uh, that makes sense that it would be in pisa um but it's it, uh it's located in uh pasa de Dumont. Duomo. Du- duomo i don't know i'm not italian piazza del duomo thank you what? piazza yeah. yeah what fucking dom said piazza del duomo thank you del duomo that's my best Italian Piazza judgment. Yeah, that's where it, that's yeah, that's where it's at. But it... interesting. So when uh when I was in Florence, I went to the uh, I forget what the museum is called. It's the museum that houses the statue of David, which is pretty cool. <gasps> no, you gotta see um, David in person. Yep, you lucky bitch. That entire that city. Oh my goodness, there's so much merchandise with David's dick on it. Just as like, <laughs> like, there's boxers that you can get. Oh, I need them. Have... I would have to buy them immediately. I'm sorry. It'd be the first thing I did. The fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. I got, yeah, I got a, the, that's where I got one of my, uh, I actually got one of my souvenirs there. It was not a David Dick souvenir. Oh, it should it have been. It Italian, needed to be. It was an Italian flag scarf that I guilt bought, actually, because the group I was with. But they're like, come on, man, into... you need to get something. No, 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 no. They walked into the shop, okay, and they're like, we're not going to buy anything. We're just going to look. And they're just, you know, being loud Americans. And you were like, well, I'm going to buy something because you guys are being annoying and assholes. Pretty much. They were just sitting there reading all the, like, hilarious condom jokes. (laughs) Like, they sold sold condoms there with funny little phrases on them. I hate that shit, man. Like, if you're going to go and do a shop and you're going to browse, like, at least buy something small. Yeah, so that's I bought a scarf there. Yeah, that's fair. I get um, I get where you're just, coming from with that. Just just the Italian flag. Then we went to Rome. Um, Please tell me you went to the Colosseum. I did. Yes. Fuck yeah! I went, I to, did. The, 
I, I did go to the Colosseum. I'm jelly. I went to several churches. I went to the Vatican. The Vatican's pretty cool. No way. Actually, um, let's talk about that for a minute. How dope was that? It was it was pretty dope. Um, it's what was it's the best very... part about that? About actually like going to the Vatican and actually getting to experience it in full in person. So, um. As a Christian, the spiritual experience is very, very interesting. I'm not, I'm not Catholic. Uh, I was raised Protestant, but even still, it's a very, very uh, interesting, you know, spiritual experience to go there. I'm not even religious, um, man, and I'd love to go no. there. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Seeing the museum that they have there is pretty cool. They have a lot of cool art there. Um, oh, dude, I can't imagine. The architecture, everything just feels big. Um, I mean, it looks pretty damn big. Yeah, it feels bigger once you're in there. Like that that courtyard that you see out in front of it. Yeah. That sh- that shit is freaking. That's bigger than the Colosseum. Oh shit! I think. Oh damn! So it it it, it feels bigger than the Colosseum. So like it's movies and pictures do not do it justice. No, no, they do not. Okay. I love uh, that. Yeah, the cha- I love finding out shit about that. Like the chap, the chapel there is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, don't take, don't take pictures of the ceiling. We're like, I'm gonna take uh, pictures of the fucking ceiling. Yeah, I just had my phone out the whole time, like face up, kind of just using the volume button to snap pictures. <laughs> now you guys can't take pictures of this. I'm gonna take. Are you stupid? I'm gonna take. I literally, I literally, I'm, I'm not a picture guy. I don't take a lot of pictures. I just did it out of spite. <laughs> I would have. T- I'm not a picture guy. I would have taken a million pictures just because mm-hmm. I love. I fucking love the artwork and architecture mm-hmm. from that time period. It's fucking yep. beautiful, and we'll never have anything that gorgeous ever again. Oh yeah, back when actually I preferred the. Um, oh, I forget what the church is called there. The Duomo, the Duomo. Yeah, the Duomo. Um, in Florence. Um is very i actually prefer that to the any of the stuff at the vatican really um especially the bell tower next to it i have pictures from on top of that bell tower dude it's the best one of the best views from a man-made structure i've ever seen um but yeah from uh, your let's see what... from your trip what uh what was your favorite piece of artwork whether it be architecture a painting a sculpture or anything like that what would have what would have been your favorite piece or any kind of artwork that you saw where you straight just had to like take a step back and be like damn humans made that shit so i mean the statue of david is obviously pretty cool um i'll never understand how any humans back then were able to sculpt the way they did at the time, oh, at the time, I wasn't as much into art as I am now. So there might have been some other cool stuff that I would have appreciated. I would appreciate more now that I didn't appreciate then. Right. But um, architecturally speaking, the Duomo is pretty cool. Um, the I I always forget what it's called. It's I think it's called the Pantheon. Hmm. Um, but that's the word for like the a group of gods but i think it's also the term for this building as a it's a pretty cool um pretty cool structure i i really like the architecture in florence it's absolutely Um, gorgeous it's all very 
you know, uniform. It fits together very well. There's no outlying weird, you know, clashes in style. It looks as if one person designed every building mm-hmm. in the whole fucking city. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. When I went to Rome, I went to an American themed restaurant. How was that? And got an American burger, and that was an experience. Was it trash because, or was yeah. it better than American burgers? Uh it was it was it about kind of alright. It was it was it was pretty good. Something like you would expect from like Applebee's or something like that. So not like the Honestly, best burgers in I'm the world, but not horrible. Just because I'm a I'm a burger guy, mm-hmm. and I've I've ran restaurants before, and mm-hmm. I just I take my food so serious. And when you mm-hmm. if you tell me something that's comparable to Applebee's, I'm just like, ah, oh, then it's really not that good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not that good. That's what I was saying. It's it's kind of it's kind of you know. But it's not like but I bet the it, Italian what food I'm, there is better than anything what you I'm, get here. It, yeah, what I'm saying is it's not like uh, it's not like Burger King level burgers. Hey man, I it's, love the Whopper, <laughs> but not an Applebee's, a bacon well, cheeseburger. <laughs> Sebastian standards have dropped significantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, let's see. I'm not the healthiest um, person out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's see. My favorite moment, though, when I was in Rome was when we were coming back from the Vatican. So, okay, so when we were walking to the Vatican, that whole day we were just touring pretty much the whole city, all right? Um, We went through, like, this, you know, site where they're still doing... So they're doing archaeological, you know, stuff all over Rome. Of course, all the time. Um, we visited the uh, place where they believe that uh, St. Paul was imprisoned, so that was pretty cool. Um... When right after we got past we found that, that, we, huh? We found that. Uh, we believe we did. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's high. It's it's highly likely that we know the location. Okay. Um, just because it was, it, it logically it would have made sense for him to be imprisoned there okay. because of the kind of prisoner he was. But um, that's awesome. After we passed that. There was we saw this uh this strike going on. Uh what were or they this, striking this, about? This uh yeah, this kind of uh protest. And it was a strike about uh I think it was the taxi drivers. Oh no, I've were, heard you tell me about this one, but go on. Yeah, yeah, they were they were they were striking on strike because they thought that the limousine drivers were in league with the mafia or something like that this is amazing (laughs) and um yeah so they uh they they were on strike and i'm like huh that's kind of interesting so anyway we did the rest of the day we went to the vatican we were walking back to the train station we got stopped by the cops about at that area they're like i'm sorry we he can't go this way there was a uh there was a riot earlier that uh, turned violent, and so this area is closed down. And they're like, oh, no shit. So we had to walk through the entire city of Rome, like, pretty much all the way across the city. How long did at, that like, take? At, like, 10 o'clock at night to get back to our hotel. It took about probably an hour, hour and a half. Oh, it's not too bad, it, I guess. Yeah, it was all in all actually pretty fun. I got to talk with this uh, cute girl. While I was out there, so uh, hey, um, you know. Micah, yep. get me. 
Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was that was my first girlfriend. That was very <laughs> that was my first girlfriend. Oh. So hey, there you very go. Very fun, interesting, interesting experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that was fun. Let's see. Do I have any other notes on that trip? Um, Dom, I hope you ito- have something to top it because we're about to throw it to you. <laughs> Jer- oh, I don't know about that. Here we go. German Pizza Hut is the best Pizza Hut in the world, Wait. in my experience. Okay, I have a question. Yes. Do hmm. they have anything specifically at German Pizza Hut that you absolutely love that you wish you could get here that they do not serve here? Yeah. So this is this is what it was. Uh, it's not anything uniquely German. Okay. But uh, I just got, I think I just got a cheese pizza or a cheese pizza with one topping while I was there. Right. Um, and you should look at the ingredients in pizzas, yeah. though, and like other yeah. countries besides ours, because ours adds so much gross shit to it. <laughs> yes. Well, well, this. Yes, exactly. America is kind of bad when it comes to this kind of stuff. But what I liked about the German Pizza Hut is they don't like American Pizza Hut lathers a bunch of sauce on their pizza german pizza hut barely puts any sauce on their pizza light on the sauce which i appreciate huh light on the sauce heavy on the cheese yeah so there's still enough sauce to provide the flavor of the sauce but it's not like it's not like squirting out of the pizza or anything like that that's how i always order them i always get light sauce if i can yeah yeah so german hut just does that by german pizza hut just does that by default um Wiener schnitzels are amazing. You should try them. We had uh, oh. one guy who was a Seventh Day Adventist with us <laughs> that uh, didn't know what it was made of. Oh um, no! <laughs> and, and oh no no he's no! Liter- he's literally just he's like he's these are like, fucking uh, great. <laughs> yeah, he's like this is great. What kind of what kind of meat is Were this? Like, oh, and we God. just look at him. He's like <coughs> it's pork, Ryan. <laughs> and he's just, he just like, like oh, it, oh. it just falls out of his mouth. And then he's just like, I'm going to pretend it's not. <laughs> and he keeps eating. <laughs> um, I appreciate him for that. Most people would be like, I can't believe you let me eat that. The fact that he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to pretend it's not. and I'm going to finish it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to pretend it's veal. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, additionally, what, what more in regards to food? I wasn't actually a huge fan of most of the Italian food I had while I was there. Um... However, I can say this. Italian McDonald's is bomb. It's amazing. Uh, German McDonald's is scheiße. He's, it's scheiße. Hey, but yeah. you know what you can get at both of those McDonald's that you can't get in the United States that I wish you could? Good food. I mean, food that's not absolutely processed to shit, yeah. But um, poutine. Good to know. Because I... Poutine's not bad. Dude, but dude, it's just fucking french fries covered in gravy. What the fuck? It's great. It, I'm I'm very picky, That's so fair. it depends on how it's made. That's fair. Like, if it's great gravy, I don't mind it at all. If, okay, mm-hmm. so oh my if you ever get the chance to try... If you ever get the chance to try Canadian McDonald's, they have the best poutine. Fast food mm. poutine. Anyway, I've ever tried in my dude. entire life. You guys, did you guys know up here, I'm, I'm living in Minnesota right now, as I've said before, there's so many people How's the weather up, up there? <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay, so many people up here don't, they'll, they'll make mashed potatoes, 
How do you but make them? Not have, but not have gravy. And I'm just like, what? How do you? How do you have mashed potatoes without gravy? I don't get it. Well, here's here's the thing. I serve them sometimes uh, without gravy. If like I'll make them as like a side. If I'm making, if I'm making like pork chops or if like I'm baking chicken, I'll have like a side of macaroni and cheese or green beans. I'll put mm-hmm. I'll have like a side of mashed potatoes with it. And a lot of the times when I'm doing it like that, I won't make gravy for it. But I think the mm-hmm. way I make mashed potatoes makes up for it because I make them so fucking buttery that you don't really need the gravy. Yeah, I've... yeah. If you make good mashed potatoes, you don't need gravy. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely like it with some. Oh yeah, absolutely. I feel, I feel like even good mashed potatoes, unless you're actually making like flavored mashed potatoes, like if you're just putting butter in mashed potatoes, my opinion, you still need gravy. Oh no, bro! I ah, oh, dude. My mashed potatoes are so good, man. I, I make them from scratch. I fucking peel the mashed potatoes. I mash them all up. I throw a shitload of butter in there. I throw in mm-hmm. some sour cream to make the mashed potatoes fluffier, more oh, flavorful. Okay. I add some salt, mm-hmm. some pepper. Oof. my God. I add a little bit of this shit called accent, which brings out the flavor in uh, mm-hmm. the food itself, not just the spices. And... Oh my god, my mashed potatoes are to die for. You don't even need to put you don't even need to put gravy on them though. <laughs> Wait, ac- what is accent? Hold up. What it actually it's, what is it just I, is it straight I up I compare it to like It uh, kind of looks like salt. But is it, it says, is it straight up SMGs? It's similar. Mm-hmm. It's like a tasting salt. Yeah. Kind of. That's that cuz that's what they do in like India is they they just give you a salt shaker of smg well that's that's actually that's kind of basically i mean it's not the same as salt salt gives food its own kind of flavor accent the only way i can really describe it is the way they taught it to me in culinary school was Mm -hmm. like the way accent kind of works is salt adds flavor to food where accent works to bring out the natural flavor of food and make it more noticeable that's what smg does that's basically what accent is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, I will quickly tell a short travel story that Micah was present for. Dom- Dominic will... was going to tell the story about how they put salt shakers of SMG on the tables in India. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is true. That is very true. Um, I'll just tell a super quick story. Mine's, mine's a short story. Mm-hmm. Was the food then that we'll, bland? Uh, wrap it up. No, it's just no, 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 no. So, so what they do in India is they uh, they they'll put it's super spicy, and what SMG does is it ma- oh, if you have spicy to, like... food, it makes it like three times as spicy. So it's basically just like, oh, you like it spicy? Do you want your asshole to like fucking erupt in sores and bleed? Here you go. No, because it's not that kind of spicy. It's it's just it's spicy in the mouth, but not spicy in the stomach. Okay, that's my favorite kind of spicy. Thing. Yeah, same. Anyway, Dominic, I was about to say, let's throw it back to Dom. Let's go. Uh... Unless... Um, Fire away, shotgun. So, long story short, I almost got gored by a bull alive. Okay, no, not long deal. story short. Explain. Because <laughs> I've elaborate. never heard, yeah, no, fucking elaborate. I've never heard you this. Fuck have you. A good night. <laughs> <laughs> and in next week's episode, <laughs> no, 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 no. So we were walking in Varanasi, 
a city in India. Right. It's mm-hmm. like a riverside city. Yep. And they've got a bunch of what they call ghats. And basically each ghat is a place of worship built by a different king. And there's a ton. I don't even remember the specific number. I think something like 42. Or there's something special about the 42nd ghat. Yep. I don't remember yeah. if there's more than that. but There's a couple burning ghats, which are basically the way they cremate the deceased Varanasi, and then they dump the ashes into the river because they view it as a goddess. Okay. And they view that as the transport to, like, uh, just to transcend. Um. So I'm walking. It's... Uh, it's the night of the concert. I don't remember the event. Is that kind of like their but, version of paying their way on the river sticks? Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so we're walking on the street. We go visit a cool little shop that at the time had the Guinness Book of World Records for the most statues of a certain like god. Ganesh. Park. Yeah, this the most amount of Ganesh statues carved, hand carved, and I don't know if so, they still hold it. So, they probably so, do because it was ridiculous. So the owner said. Yeah, I don't. Did you ever verify well, that? I what's the popularity? I did with not the, verify. Very in India, like a ton in India. What? Yeah. Refresh my memory. It's I like, know a lot about like Indian culture and their gods. Well, who's who's Ganesh? the elephant-headed uh, one. Yes! Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dom, you uh, should tell the see. story. You should tell the story about how Ganesh got his head. <laughs> oh, God. I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Meaning... Um, basically, Ganesh means Lord of the People. Gotcha. But that's a sidetrack that I won't delve into. Mm-hmm. So, we visit that. That's pretty freaking cool he takes us in back he had a couple cute dogs that was awesome i ended up buying a hand carved chess set yes super cool i loved it um so we leave that shop i've got my chess set in hand we're just we're kind of walking it's me micah and another person we're walking down the street and in front of us i'm kind of leading the group by a few feet I see a bull. I'm like, okay. At this point, we'd been in India like two and a half months. We're, we're wrapping up our journey in India. So I'm walking. I see it. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'll give it a few feet distance. So I go to walk around the left-hand side. We're on the right-hand side of the road. It's just a dirt road. There's no sidewalk. So I step into the middle of the road. And this bull... And I explain the same every time, and people laugh because it sounds so stupid. This bull, like, imagine if a bull could roar angrily at you. They can. All right. Yeah. What do you mean? Okay, go on. It 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 roars no, at okay, me. Okay, go on. And then headbutts me in my ribs on my right hand side. Did no one try to? Okay. And thankfully, Michael, what the fuck were you I'm doing? Thin enough. Laughing his ass off. You're a piece of shit, Let me get to it. Let me get to it. 
Mike is just in the corner it's and be like, guys, can you believe he just got fucking gored by a bull? <laughs> this oh, is great. Man. Trust me. It gets better. It gets better. Trust me. So it 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 headbutts me inside, bruising my ribs. Luckily, I'm thin enough. The only time in my life I'm thankful that I'm small. Each horn goes to either side of me. So one in front, one in back. They're kind of curved outward. So you don't get gored. He just like, headbutts your ass. <laughs> I, yeah, I scream, oi, and elbow it as hard as I can at the base of its skull. Continue, where but Micah, go ahead and just ring it for the one time. It was, it was a half. I did a, I did a half yeah, little. Yeah. He did oh, okay. I didn't hear it. <laughs> so, he, I, I scream, oi, there, to complete the full. There we go. I just wanted to and get it. And it like stumbles, like it it it's stunned because I just elbowed its brainstem as hard as I could. And it just like stumbles away. I'm holding my side with both hands in extreme pain because it's a fucking like a thousand pound bull that just brutalized my rib cage. I turn around, like, did you guys just see that? And Micah and the person with us are both clutching their stomachs, laughing hysterically. Dude, you know what's weird? I have no memory of this at all. Yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. If this would have been me, like if 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 you and Micah, like if I would have been there and I would have been the one, uh, we would have been going to the hospital. <laughs> uh, well, or the so nearest I'm medical like... tent of some sort. Well, so I'm sitting there clutching my ribs, and I have a sudden thought. Oh shit. I just attacked in self-defense a god but basically. Meleeed a god. <laughs> so I turn around looking around technically and literally it's... on the other side of the street there are cops. Are they just staring at on you like on the ground laughing their asses off that a white boy just meleeed a bull and won. And you know what? <laughs> I bet they're sitting there laughing because they're like, you know what? They may be a god to us, but at the same time, we deal with that shit all the time, and that shit sucks. <laughs> like, yeah, dead ass. Technically speaking, they're just avatars. They're not gods themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to be disrespectful. <laughs> I'm not actually being like so, sounding me. I just don't. I don't want to be oh, disrespectful. Boy, fucking and there it is again. Oh shit! It broke. <laughs> oh my god you made me break so, the oeve counter i have uh, one question for both of you challenge successful we win so i'm i'm sore at this point i'm just walking and people all around us are just laughing hysterically i'm like screw this i want a thumbs up which is like an indian soda so we just go into a shop and they're still laughing and we just Laugh and joke about it while I'm in immense One pain. One question, real quick: ribs. Can you walk into a shop yeah. in India and just throw them a thumbs up, and they'll know what you're talking about? Since um, it's called thumbs up. Oh. No. <laughs> I hope, I, dude, I just want it to be like a Mentos commercial where you can just walk in, and just throw a thumbs up, and they just be like, "I got you." It's like, oh, thanks. Jim. Right. <laughs> But yes, so so that's my story. It wasn't super long, but it was 
that is a story I waited to tell anybody back home until I got back home. <laughs> hey, wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Um, was the alcohol in India or Micah, wherever you went in Europe, you went to multiple different fucking places like Germany and shit, was the alcohol there, if you got to try any, any good? I, I couldn't drink while I was in Europe. In uh, yeah, India, in, in India, we were on a mission trip. We so... got we got one opportunity to drink. Oh, fermented, yeah, uh, like passion fruit or dragon fruit. It juice. was it was some local local fruit brew that Uh-oh. this little town out in the middle of nowhere made. Let me guess, um, super sweet and super strong. And you took one sip and you were like, ah, thanks. It it actually wasn't too strong, but mm. it. It did have a burn to it, yep. and a lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. At the time, then... I was naive enough; I didn't know it was alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> drank like seven. Like, Why do I feel glasses. so great? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I'm <laughs> well, I'm walking out of there. I got my backpack on, and I'm kind of stumbling. Why is everything like, so heavy all wow, of a sudden? I don't, I don't remember this ground being this uneven. And Micah just whispers to me. That was fermented, so there's alcohol. That was I'm liquor, like, oh, buddy. Oh shit! I'm 19. <laughs> I'm 19. I'm drunk, bro. Doesn't like, did, didn't really didn't really matter legally speaking because we were in the middle of backwoods yeah, India. I was about to say, but... what's the <laughs> legal drinking age there? Like 11. Oh yeah, probably. Probably depends <laughs> yeah. on the it's like state. <laughs> they have states yeah. there. But yeah. So. That's, that's yep. my story. Yeah, see, that's how fucking naive I am to the rest of the world. I thought, see, this is the American dumbass of me. I legitimately thought the United States was the only person that referred to the individual sections inside of the continent as states because I'm retarded. No, uh, most, a lot of countries, a lot, a lot of countries have states. Well, what's, Can- has what, states. what's Canada have? I it's think... not states, it's provinces, right? It's provinces and territories. Yeah. See, that's that's. Uh, I don't know why. And, if it's just me being a naive ass American that I just thought most countries did it like that, where they just have like provinces and territories, mm-hmm. they didn't have states. Just I'm retarded. Well, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of countries don't even really divide into anything that big. Um, like for example, are there only a couple the, that split it into like states and provinces and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it depends on the government. Well, there are, the I know in like structure. Africa, there's like there's like North and South Africa. Well, well, wait. Well, those are yeah. I mean, South Africa is a country. North Africa yeah. is a region. Okay, and yeah. here is Sebastian again speaking naively <laughs> on shit he doesn't fucking know. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm the I, least yeah, educated one I, on this podcast, but I don't way. think there's an individual country called North Africa. I think that encompasses like, and I think it's usually referred to as Northern Africa. I don't know. My friends who are in Africa who listen to this podcast can uh, send a message and let us know. At the, I have a question though. Like, the I know there is like one part of on Africa that's like mostly white people that speak english i know that sounds stupid but it's south africa that's south africa yeah okay well it's not mostly white people well no it's yeah it's a significant chunk of white people well i just know uh, that because one of my favorite bands seether is from south africa and seether is south huh. african 
dude they literally they're they literally put out their first album under their original name sarin gas haha <laughs> that's fucked up and mm. then <laughs> they changed their name to seether and uh they put out their first album and it broke mainstream in uh south africa australia and the united states and then they just got big as fuck but yeah they're they're straight all of them were born and raised in south africa I had a boss in Florida that was from South Africa. Um, hmm. It was a very interesting experience working for him. Uh, there were some some things that were like nice about it. Uh, some things that he did that it's like, wow, no um, no American boss would ever do that to their employees. <laughs> <laughs> the original reason I got made a um, general manager when I was 17 years old at Penn Station was literally because my original general manager called me one day. I was there and I was like, I need to open the store and you're not here. And he was like, <laughs> yeah, um, funny thing about that. I'm on a plane uh, to South Africa to one of the world's best alcoholic rehabs. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be back for about six months. So you're the active GM until I get back. Uh, There's a key in this certain location that'll let you into the store. And um, I'll talk to you in about six months. And then I just (laughs) had like the world's biggest panic attack. And I was like, I'm 17 years old. And now I have to run this entire restaurant by myself (laughs) for six months. Spontaneous general manager. Yeah, for six months. I was like, (laughs) I'm fucked. And... I, I actually, hope you got a raise. Uh, I actually did so well that um, I left Penn Station and they hired me on as a manager at Little Caesars. And then I actually became the uh, youngest person in company history to become a general manager of their own store at the age of 18. Wait, hold up. General. You, 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 hold up. Little Caesars is what you were talking about when you say you ran restaurants and you had high standards for food. I've also ran restaurants other than that. I'm saying that's what I started out in. <laughs> okay, I was gonna no, say. No, I do not. I don't hold <laughs> Little Caesars to a high standard of food whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think Little Caesars even advertises the fact that their good food is good. They're just like, it's six bucks. <laughs> Come get it. But, yeah, but you know what'll blow your mind working <laughs> at Little Caesars? Uh, we make everything by hand. Like, we make the dough fresh every single day. We make the pizza sauce every single day. And all of the ingredients, like, all of the stuff that goes into the sauce, like the tomato sauce, the oregano, all of the spices and everything, are Little Caesars brand. Oh, interesting. Like, it, it does mm. seem like, yeah, this is like some microwave pizza that, you know i just paid for real quick instead of making it real quick at my house but we do actually like make the dough there we make the sauce there everything is made fresh every single day it just is some of the cheapest ingredients on earth so the pizza is pretty ass after about 50 minutes really hard to make this handcrafted homemade pizza tastes like it just came out of a microwave pretty much (laughs) i'm not gonna deny that (laughs) but what i'm getting at is uh just you know management experience in general like Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it's Little Caesars. It's not that hard, but it did let me run actual restaurants later on. Oh yeah, for sure. That's you know, being a GM anywhere is is good. I was fucking seventeen years old, and I was responsible for ordering food trucks, making sure we had the right amount of all the ingredients for each week, and making the schedule. Mm-hmm. While I still had to go to high school. (laughs) That shit was hard. (laughs) Oh, that's fucked up. I was literally Um, in class every day like, (sighs) Barry's 40 years old and he sucks dick at running the fryer, so I guess he's fucking running dishes tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Dumb. You didn't put an ad break in this one. In the itinerary. We don't have an ad. Fuck. Uh, Everyone, subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. (laughs) And follow us on Instagram. This episode brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. No, it's not. You can't say that (laughs) if it's not actually brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. It was a joke. Dollar Shave Club's going to sue us now. No, they're not. Yes. I will will fit in an ad break. Um, Tom can cut that out if he wants. It was just a joke, but you know, it's whatever. I'll fit in an ad break, no worries. Um, this has been a spin-off from our typical subjects on The Wasted Youth. Thank you all for joining us on this longer-than-expected episode, and hope you all have a good night. Not the only thing that's longer than expected. Hey! Oh, <laughs> hey! Micah with them jokes, boy!